of GM. This is a really exciting day, really exciting uh, week or a couple weeks for us. Uh, as we know from the inside, loot is has been an incredibly fun you know, past few months, six months for some people, nine months for some people. And in a lot of ways, loot evolves every week and surprises us every week, and people show up through the mist with a completely mind-blowing demo every week that just changes the way we think about things and opens up you know, secret passageways and magical doors and new ideas in our minds. So in some ways, loot is sort of ever-changing, but also in some ways, loot has been pretty consistent in terms of what our vision has been uh, from the beginning. You know, our collective dream, our collective vision, this whole idea of building a decentralized, on-chain, permissionless, open, fictional fantasy world together. I've been compelled by that from the first minute Loot launched back in August 28th. And Loot has evolved in terms of like the NFT marketplace. You know, there have been since Loot's launched, there's probably been like 20 different meta changes to you know, NFT crazy town. But Loot has been pretty solid. And I, I call that out, call out that concept right now, because it feels to me like this Gitcoin Lootverse ecosystem grants round is one of the first major changes or first major experiments for not just the Loot ecosystem, but for Loot itself to take action, to say Loot is going to take a, a coordinated action, the Loot community is going to take a coordinated action, uh, the builders are going to take coordinated action, and even the Loot owners you know, took the coordinated action to vote to approve this, to say let's take the ETH, some of the ETH from our treasury, which is you know, minimal, all things considered, but let's take some of the ETH uh, from the treasury and really put it to work to try to encourage more public so public domain uh, content, more open source public goods, more development on the loot ecosystem, um, and allow the loot community and really the wider ETH community to vote with their you know, wallets. Even $1 donations at a time go a long way here, the way that Gitcoin is set up. Uh, but but I call it out just to say that it feels like a really exciting moment. You can see it in the Twitter energy. You can see it in the Discord energy. Uh, and it, it feels like an exciting moment because if this works, if this Lootverse ecosystem grants model works, and if it acts as a way to pull people into our world or to inspire people who are already in our world to sort of chase their dreams and follow their, you know, their energy and momentum to build more into the Lootverse, we can absolutely do more of this. Uh, not only does the loot treasury have the ability to fund more of this, but there are other ideas banging around about how we can accrue you know, more value into the loot DAO itself or the royalty DAO itself. Um, and if so, if this model works, I think we'll end up finding a pretty exciting engine for lootverse advancement. Uh, DAOs are freaking hard. <laughs> I think everybody knows that now. And loot is barely even a DAO. Loot is almost more like a quiet foundation for an ecosystem of interconnected projects built on top of it. Uh, but I think what we're doing here is the perfect type of DAO mechanic for the particular vibe of the Lootverse. Meaning it's totally decentralized, that's for sure. It is totally permissionless. Anybody can submit a proposal to this Gitcoin thing. Uh, the the way that we're allocating this Lootverse, these Lootverse assets is very decentralized and very open and and hopefully it just brings good vibes all around uh you know you, you see what's happening with nouns where nouns has i don't know 50 million dollars in the treasury or something insane like that and that's pulling people into the universe and it's pulling people into the the announced ecosystem and ethos and uh, pull it, pulling builders in i think the loot has done that in a different way not with you know financial 
goals, but with community and with, uh, or sorry, financial incentives, I guess is what I mean. Uh, but the incentive of community and the incentive of glory and the incentive of fun, building together, and the joy that we create by just you know, manifesting this ridiculous fantasy experiment together. Um, I know that's what's kept me for nine months now. Oh my God, nine months into the Ludeverse, building alongside everybody here. Um, and I think that this moment, if we play it right, can really reinforce that vibe and energy, introduce some more people to that vibe, um, and you know, give ourselves just a little bit of that bootstrap energy that allows some people to say, you know what, I want to put my head down and spend a month working on loot art. I want to spend you know, two weeks working on a loot story. I want to spend you know, two months working on a loot public goods project. People are already doing that, uh, but some people do have you know, financial needs, and being able to use our you know, small treasury in this really effective way, I think can unlock a new chapter for loot. So just wanted to start us there. Today's going to be mostly focused on uh, the grant proposals that are out so far, and then open mic to anybody who wants feedback on an idea for a grant proposal that you want to put in there, or grant proposals that are pending but not yet on the site that you might want to just talk out. Uh, given that we already have, I think, seven or eight on the site, I know there's like two or three pending, and I know from conversations with individuals that there's probably another three to five that haven't been submitted yet. There probably are like 15 topics to talk about today. Uh, so maybe we can do a time box. I can try to be time police with Andrew, uh, which is ironic because usually I'm the one who hogs the mic, so sorry for that. <laughs> uh, but we'll try to do time police. Maybe you know, each discussion can be like 10 minutes or something like that of each proposal. Uh, and I think our goal here is giving each other some feedback and really giving each other some love and support. You know, There are, what, 40 people on this call right now. The way that Gitcoin works is that we as a community voted to put uh, 75 ETH into a matching pool. And then the way that people vote to support these projects is by donating. And then uh, Gitcoin has this model, they call it uh, quadratic funding. If you search for quadratic funding on Google, you'll find a site called WTFISQ, uh, which is WTF is quadratic funding. And it shows you how it works. And it's essentially a model that says, based on the number of people who give a grant and the amount of grants in total, there's a mathematical equation that allocates that matching pool uh, out to the ecosystem, and it ends up rewarding not the biggest donations, but it rewards the projects get the, that get the most number of donators. So if we have 40 people on this call, if we can you know, all even commit to just making a Gitcoin account, which I know it's a couple of clicks and you got to create a username and password on Gitcoin, but you know, it's fine and safe, uh, and then yeah, sort of putting our money where we're about this, even like $1 grants go a long way because it's our way of showing support and just saying like, hey, you know, I'm, I want to raise my hand and you know, plus one to this project. Obviously, uh, more, you know, $1 only gets you so far, but like looking at an example right now, I'm looking at the Loot Foundation proposal that I put out there, and with the Loot Foundation proposal, if somebody donates $100, there's a $1,600 match that comes from the the loot first ecosystem matching pool. Uh, if somebody donates $1, it's a $350 match from the, the loot first ecosystem grants matching pool. So the math is pretty magical here, and it's going to evolve throughout the process because the more proposals we have um, and the more votes and donations and stuff we have, the, the, the way, I guess, the uh, math will change because it's this quadratic funding model that takes into account the entirety of the round. 
but it's really exciting, and so I just wanted to give everybody the microphone and the ability to present what you're working on, uh, present your ideas, and then really, you know, I, I would call on everyone here, if you're taking an hour out of your day to spend time here, you can take you know, $10 out of your wallet or you know, 0.02 ETH or whatever feels right to you. And like no pressure, but I guess I would pressure to say like at least everybody who's sitting on this call should at least pull out $1 from your wallet and donate to at least something in this ecosystem round. Uh, because it's not just about the money, it's also about showing the strength of the community and just showing that we're all paying attention and that we're all engaged and we're all here and we're all here uh, supporting each other. So I will wrap my intro there. That was a longer intro than I intended, but just speaking from the heart here. Andrew, any comments from you? And then um, Banners, I kind of want to call on you as the, the first one because I just love the vibe of the proposal that you're pushing. But maybe any intro from you, Andrew? Yeah, um, I think you kind of said it all. I'm just, you know, I'm really excited and energized about, um, you know, about what's happening here. And Tim Shaw, I appreciate you you and your energy and just like pushing this forward and getting this out in the world and, uh, and rallying, rallying the troops around this, um, this amazing project. Um, so I think, I think there are maybe seven or eight projects so far that have submitted proposals as Tim Shell said. Um, and I think we have all of those project leads on the call right now. And so, um, yeah, what we'd like to do starting with banners is just kind of like, go down the list. And if you want to talk about your, um, your proposal, um, feel free. You, you don't have to, but, um, you know, this is a space where you just kind of talk about your proposal, what you're working on, what you're excited about. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. I just had a quick question before we get into the proposals, uh, in terms of like promoting, the Gitcoin funding round and things like that. Um, should we be trying to promote it to get more people involved to vote on the different proposals? Uh, I, I know previously we talked about trying to get people to submit proposals. It definitely seems like there's plenty of proposals out there. So should we be focusing more on just making people aware that, hey, there are these proposals. If you're interested, check them out, vote for them, etc. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think something that we can do as a community is tease out why loot is important to the wider world. Um, not only like are these proposals and projects exciting, but I really do believe loot is important to the Ethereum network. And loot is also, in a lot of ways, like a bridge or an invitation for a lot of people into Web3. I mean, I can speak for myself. Uh, I've been trading and playing and participating in this world for a long time, but I hadn't really been a builder in Web3 until loot came around. Uh, but I remember back in December, I put out a tweet of something that was like, you know, for a lot of people, loot's their first thing they've built in Web3. And I remember it was almost like a Disney locker room sports movie type moment where, I don't know, something like 50 people stood up and said, yeah, like, I am this builder too. Uh, this is, loot was my entry point into this world. But long answer to your question, Michael, but I think that as we promote it, we, we can talk about not just, hey, loot holders and loot verse and hyper loot holders and loot explorer holders and the ecosystem holders, but also just like people who believe in the dream of Web3 and the power of uh, decentralized action and the power of uh, you know, new forms of ownership and you know, more. Loot can be a bridge for a ton of people into this universe. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. 
between it to general just because it was kind of a fun moment. Yeah, I was. I, I, I am one of those builders. Um, Likewise. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah banners. Do you want to get? I have one of the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to jump back on this tweet stream and add in "I am this builder." It was really a fun moment. If you weren't there for that, it happened in Discord too, and I think we did have like fifty people. It would like everyone stands up in the locker room and says, "I am, I am this builder. Or I am Sparta, or whatever." Standing yeah. uh, up at my desk right now. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, banners. I'm so super excited for you to talk through this story. Um, and if you want to call on anyone else to present with you, feel free. For sure. Um, yeah. So, call the banners is kind of you know the the loot first personified. It started out. Um, with a, a guy, Raul, who I'd, I've never met um, and don't know him beyond his mustachioed uh, profile picture. But we were chatting and we wanted to make something fun in the Discord to do instead of having to do the, the sort of cringy, you know, tag three friends giveaways that, that we, we had done. Um, and so we sort of came up with this game. There's almost no rules. It's really just about shit posting and, and hanging out with your, with your friends. Um, and it kind of took off. Um, on the first one and you know people were coming from all corners of the loop first just to take a few swings at either the north castle or south castle and then we started thinking it out a little bit um and from there we've you know designed this slightly bigger game but it's still what we call low to no stakes so there's no there's no way to game it there's no um real incentive everything at the end is decided by uh a raffle um, so you can accumulate coin during the game, but it, you end up buying raffle tickets. So that there's no, it's very low pressure. It's just a, a fun time. Um, and some of the improvements that we're going to make are including um, loot bags, banners, and a few other uh, loot first assets for boosts in the game that will make your swings uh, a little more powerful. And part of that, <clears throat> we're working with the game designer from Loot Explorers. We're working with Stellaris from Tabletop to do the artwork. Um, and then we're going to up the prize pools for the raffles at the end of the games by buying other Loot First NFTs. So it's very cyclical. Anything that comes in to call banners gets fit back out into the Loot First in, in general. Um, but our goal is to make this sort of like a quarterly hangout where you come, pick a side or both sides, doesn't really matter. Um, you know, play for a day or two and, and just have some fun where, you know, we're not, you know, worried about number go up or, you know, what the price of ETH is doing or, or anything like that. It's, uh, it's really just a fun time, um, that we're going to be, that we're going to be hosting and hopefully making a little bit higher fidelity as we go. And, um, you know, we're, we're pretty pumped to have Stellaris actually designing some of the graphics. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, it's not really that expensive to, to fund either. So we're, I don't know, I think seven or eight hundred dollars um, match so far and like I can't remember the math, but I think that's probably almost a you know, a sixth of the way there. So we're pretty excited about it. So fun. I think for people who are part of that uh, first round of that I think it just opened up our minds to like, wow, this is something that you can do at Discord. <laughs> you can have this level of like lightweight engagement and sort of asynchronous, but feeling synchronous fun and all in Discord. It was super cool. Uh, so I, I love the idea of continuing to formalize this and just doing more of it. 
about is I have a question. Hopefully I have an answer. Oh, okay, glad to hear it. I, I love the concept. It really reminds you of kind of the, uh, showing my age here, but kind of the, the early days of like multi-user dungeons and um, things like that played over uh, over chat on forums. Um, but can you share with us a vision of what like the final form of um, Call of Banners will look like? Um, I, I don't know if we have a final version of it. Um, it's, it's iterated so many times since the first version, um, in, in our minds anyway, but I, I don't know. I think, um, I think we want, we probably want to put a ceiling on it in terms of like, we don't want to, you know, turn it into a, you know, a studio game that has, you know, all of these moving things. Like the beauty of the game is, is really how simple it is and how few rules there are. Um, and all of the gameplay is takes place outside the rules, so it's, it's in conversations between players and generals and swords and swords, and um, that's where the game lives. And I, I don't know if there ends up being like a, a, a viable Web three social uh, platform. Um, we could certainly move to that, or if you know, Lootbook or uh, Looter becomes a thing, we can move it to that. But I think part of the beauty of the game is is how. Um, simple and light it is kind of as, as Tim Shaw said so it can just be a place where we hang out and as long as we're all hanging out in Discord um, I think that's probably the best place for it and we'll find new fun interesting low technical rules to, to put in to, to mix it up a little bit but um, I think it's going to be our goals are more based on participation than, than uh, extravagance I guess you could say Oh, that's good to hear. I, I, I just one of my favourite games is Dwarf Fortress, and they've had kind of like eight, which I think ten years of kind of continuous um, uh, community-based funding, and it's you know become this absolutely gigantic, indescribable game. Um, yeah, good to know that, that Banners has this um, foundation there in you know being together, being social. That's excellent. Um, we Raul and I'd love to have you if you want to come in and drop some pointers on us. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Come, come play some Call the Banners. That'd be fun. Well, we're we're not ready to play it yet, but we we can show you our updated uh, sort of rule deck um, for the next version, and, and you could comment on it and let us know of any fun things that you think of. Oh man, uh, that's such a uh, such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the loot first provides. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, before we move off of Banners, I just want to give a, a shout-out and acknowledgement to you, Banners, K-John. Uh, like you said, you only know, you know somebody by their mustachio portfolio. I'm not even sure I know your name, uh, other than K-John, which is maybe your name, but I don't even know. But I want to call out that, for people who don't know, Banners, K-John has been a huge, quiet force behind the Lootverse for many months now. Um, helping to shepherd the Genesis Rolls Initiative and this whole sort of wider open quill program just bringing positivity uh, to writers and creators and artists who are entering this universe. Um, and obviously the Banners Project itself, you have just been you know, chugging along and learning and twisting and you know, keeping your head up through the, the wider meta of just NFT roller coaster stuff. But yeah, shout out to you. Uh, just showing up is half the battle and you've been doing you know, 10 times more than that. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's been uh, you know an interesting... I think we joined the loop first in October. Um, 
And I think in the next three months, we're going to have some pretty exciting stuff. If you've been following us on Twitter, you've seen some of the artwork. And so the painter from the story, we have a, a real life painter who's hand painted every element and banner um, that we're going to be putting out. And if you own a banner, you'll get the, be able to claim the painted one, but we'll have more information on that. And I think we'll finally, you know, join the ranks of the impressive projects uh, in the loop first. Well, person project, impressive or not, what's impressive is uh, the way that we're all building this interconnected web of projects and artifacts and stories and lore and characters. Um, and what you've been doing is just the embodiment of that dream. And if, you have, if anyone hasn't read The Painter yet, I know it's out there in the world and it'll end up manifesting in some really exciting on-chain ways pretty soon. Uh, but I think The Painter is the first long-form narrative fiction from the Lootverse. So you get the prize for that, which is awesome. Uh, all right, well, let's keep moving here. That um, was at the top of my list. Ticklish, uh, do you want to talk to us about... Well, actually, sorry. Sorry to call you there. Uh, I think we should probably do a Genesis Scrolls explanation before we do a painted I was explanation. Just, I was the same thing. That, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about 1337? Do you want to do a minstrels conversation? Yeah. And by the way, feel free, feel free to share your screen and like maybe show us the grant page or whatever, especially if you have art or like visuals. Do you want me to introduce the minstrels? Yeah, go for it. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, we just uh, love music and everything with sound waves and uh, also loot vibes. So I don't want, uh, don't know what to say, but uh, I think it's great that everyone can do what he likes and what he knows, and together we building the universe. Uh, There's endless room for creativity. Um, so we now creating music for 16 uh, loot orders, but uh, that's first idea that came to me but I think uh, after these teams, we will continue working and maybe create some uh, music for other projects like Realms or Clifton Caverns or for characters. Um, uh, what I can, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, a little confused. Don't talk. Uh, I'm speaking not so often. <laughs> no, it's great. Thanks for playing <laughs> it. And your proposal, I've read through it a couple times. It looks really good. Um, and I, I think your language is music. If people were on the call last week, we played some of your music, and it was just mind-boggling. Um, I don't think we're going to play it again right now, but if it's linked from the proposal, so if anyone wants to hear the soundtrack from the Order of Enlightenment, the soundtrack from the Order of Protection, or the soundtrack from the Order of Rage, uh, pop to that proposal, and I'll, I'll tease with one of the links here. Here's a YouTube link to the Enlightenment one, but it's so good. It's like you're, uh, you know, you've stepped into the loot verse. 
So yeah, what you guys are doing is amazing. Thank you for doing it. And again, you're sort of a perfect example of just people coming together, you know, through this crazy universe. Yeah, thank you. And I'm excited. Let's let's build it together. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to shout out to this music who was on the call last week who heard it? I know there was some really positive vibes last week listening to it. Yeah, I, I was listening to it uh, when when the proposal dropped. It's lovely. I can't wait to hear all the sixteen orders and hopefully more beyond that. Yeah, it's really great. Got me really fired up last week. <laughs> it's like it's really you know professional, epic, cinematic. Um, yeah, go check those out. Yeah, working on millions order. I will uh, drop it when it be ready. Sweet, thank you for sharing. Uh, but we've said this before, but welcome. Thank you. Uh, Andrew, who should go next? What do we got? Banners, Genesis Rules, Luke Foundation, Mitch Rules, Foolish Swami's not on. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Hey, Fool. Uh, do you want to talk about Bayonet? Vitriol. Hey, yeah, sure. Um, hey, everyone. Um, so I'm doing like so. It kind of started off as a, a Genesis adventurer, and um, kind of extract. Well, I put it together based on how I wanted it to look. So I treated it like a character customizer, and then everything kind of extrapolated from there. Um, I wanted to make her into like a bigger character. A villain, especially after like making the link between the Leapverse and D and D and other TTRPGs, where it kind of is the same thing. Like it's like modular pieces put together so you can have a little fantasy playground. And so like, there's some really cool things in D and D, like um, reoccurring bosses and bosses used in different ways, like Cthulhu and the Demogorgon. Like the Demogorgon even used in Stranger Things, like stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to start with like just my character. Um, so yeah, I started making her in 3D, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, I did an LDK type thing for her as well, so people can rip off her easier. And um, that's linked in the thing as well. And I used it for Open Call with two other people, and they, they said they had a great time writing for her as well. Um, I can share my screen as well and show you um, the 3D character. I just want to jump in because you're underselling your writing. Um, <laughs> was it or more towards uh, journal and the Amaranthine scrolls are, are pretty incredible and it's amazing how much um, narrative scaffolding you've built into those for other people to hook off of. Um, so anyway, go read those stories because they're, they're quite incredible. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, the Amaranthine scrolls read by my partner. They're amazing. They're so good. They like I, I. So basically, I wrote the the notion page, and the um. What was it? The the, the journal one, and um. Well, I was kind of like riffing off with my partner as well, but she just got kind of inspired and she took the, the LDK the notion thing and wrote. Uh, and themes and that like, created an entire new enemy and gave us so much more depth. It's like really good to 
work around that. Okay, let me try and share my screen. Can you see? Yeah, I see it. Cool. Um, so yeah, my background is in character art for video games as well. I've worked on some AAA games, uh, mainly Forza Horizon. Um, and I've I kind of blocked out all the different pieces of her outfit. And actually the entire thing seared off as like I was thinking dragon skin boots sounds like a fashion thing more than a piece of armor. So I wanted to make a really fashionable witch queen type character and a robe. I wanted it to be more like a dress, so I got it gathered around the back. Um, sorry, it's like lagging lights for me. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I kind of concepted out. It's kind of simple at the moment. Like these straps, like the metal bits, won't just be like tubes. They'd be like actual gems and crystals and different trinkets and stuff like that. Um, much like how I'm doing with the crown right now. I want to add more of the um, flowers and gems and stuff like that. Uh, so yes, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, loving everyone's um, uh, proposal as well. They're really cool. Foolish, I often talk about uh, lore and content and the story here, going from low fidelity to high fidelity, which is obviously the, the dream of this loot verse. And oh my god, <laughs> to what you have here, it's just so cool. I know you sent me a sketch of this that was just like a back of the napkin sketch a couple months ago. And you yeah. see that evolve into a high fidelity sketch, into like on rendered art, into a full on rendered character. Just oh my god. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's really hard to communicate, like, right at the start, because it doesn't really come together until right near the end. Um, yeah, um, that that sketch is also on the proposal page if anyone wants to see. I popped it into general, too. It's just so cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what else? How about Ketzel? Oh, no, Ketzel. Dropped off too bad. Oh no, there you are. Sorry, I, I hit disconnect instead of unmute. <laughs> Hi everyone, uh, I'm, I'm Quet. Uh, I'm a textile artist, so I create um, embroidery art and hand stitched pieces um, online and offline. You might have seen some of my stitch runner stuff, uh, my, my stitch maps, which are blip map derivatives but cross stitched. Um, and my proposal is the loop tapestry. Um, so I'm planning to create a physical textile piece, which is a hand-embroidered tapestry um, depicting kind of events or items or characters within the loot verse. Um, and the inspiration comes from the bio tapestry, which I don't know how famous the bio tapestry is worldwide, but it's well known here in England. Um, it's this sort of incredible, huge, 70 meter long hand-embroidered um, comic book, essentially. 
illustrating the Norman invasion of England in 1066. It's very old, it's well, it's from the 11th century. Um, the most famous part of it, which you might have seen if you've seen any part of the bio-tapestry, is the panel that shows King Harold being shot through the eye with an arrow. It's got something for everyone. Um, and I've always loved this tapestry, and I just thought, how cool would it be to create something physical and historical feeling for the Lootverse to bring some of the stories and the items to life? So I'm hoping to create on a much smaller scale, I'm not, not intending a 70 metre long uh, offering, but a scene or a panel uh, using linen cloth like the original and cotton threads. Uh, and I'd like to work with the community or you know maybe some of the writers in the Open Quill project to embroider something from a key story or a part of a story. Um, so yeah, it's been really exciting to put this pro proposal together. Um, uh, my hope is that the, the physical piece could maybe be used at a future event. Um, maybe if there's a launch or something like that, could be auctioned off um, and help replenish the, the sort of community treasury. Um, yeah, that's my that's my project. I'm really looking forward to getting started. Uh, and I've already been planning out thread colours, which is always my favourite part of any project. So yeah, thanks. What a diverse set of skills we have on this call, oh my god. I can just imagine it hanging, like, I can imagine it's all at a, at a fancy do, uh, <laughs> maybe floating somewhere uh, in, the, in the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> helicoptered in, and to the big central piece of the hall lit by uh, firelight is the Blue Tapestry. Yes. Oh, fingers along with and art. Oh, bag, bag day. Bag day. Banners were making bag day, I think. I like it. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. Go check out the link um, in general chat for the loot tapestry. Um, all right. Ooh. Hey, Pretzel, can I ask you a question, actually? Uh, this is the first time I've really dug in and it grokked what this is and the sort of scope and vision of what this could be. I'm curious to ask uh, how you're seeing the, the Loot Foundation and the LDK and as somebody working in like a completely different form factor, you know, that's not necessarily a game or a direct story or whatever, curious if there's things we can do with that LDK to make it better or just maybe like a quick comment from you about yeah, how you're feeling in terms of the, the clarity of Lootverse world and how you can plug into it. Yeah, so um, I'd I'd say I've been my main resource that I've actually been using has been the uh, the Atlas. Um, certainly, sort of as a as a writer, I've been involved in the the Open Quill side of things, and um, Atlas has kind of been a a, a huge um, kind of part of the kind of resources I've been drawing on. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it's it's all sort of fairly clear. I, I I quite like how you sort of have to go, you know, looking for things. You can kind of really sink into the world and look around and, and learn more. And obviously, I'm learning a lot through the Open Core project as well. So reading other people's um, pieces is a really good way to get to grips with some of the lore. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it actually reminds me. We need to do a. A biblioteca proposal for the bibliopedia that we're all working on, sort of a Wikipedia for the Loopverse. So awesome that you're already using the Atlas, and that's about to get majorly upgraded in the coming weeks. 
Sweet. Uh, what else do we have here? I know we got a dude who ha- isn't on the site yet, but has a cool proposal. We've got uh, Stellaris that's not on the site yet, but has a proposal. Is there anything else that's on the site but not yet covered? Scrolls. I think just scrolls, foundation, yeah, scrolls and loot foundation. painted scrolls. Uh, well, since we just mentioned loot foundation, uh, maybe loot hero. Do you want to talk about loot foundation? Yeah, I can do that. Talk about my quality and stuff. Sounds good. Sounds good. Great. Um, so, for those of you not familiar with Loot Foundation, uh, you can access it at Loot Foundation, and it's intended to be um, to provide an easy on onboarding experience in terms of knowledge for anybody wanting to build on top of Loot. So in the early days of the Genesis project, we often had this complaint or this challenge of onboarding people because the, the project was too complicated. And th- the truth of that was is that the Genesis project isn't actually that complicated. It's that loot was way more complicated than really anybody knew. Um, initially and even months into it, and even now we're still learning more. And so kind of in response to that, Tim Shell and I started um, working together to build this, this knowledge base where someone could come in and not just rock the Genesis project, not just loot, but realms and really everything. Um, and also do so in a way, um, and we may not achieve this yet because loot is really hard to encapsulate, but do so in a way that gives somebody the full view of what's happening such that they can decide where um, they are most interested. Like if they want to do writing or game design, that they can find the right home within the loop first to contribute and then also have all the knowledge they need to get up to speed quickly and to contribute efficiently to those, those projects. And... So it kind of serves as all of that. And then the Open Quill program kind of became one of the first big consumers of the Loop Foundation. And through that interaction, we added an additional layer to the foundation, uh, which is the Lore Development Kit or the LDK. And so if you think about the foundation as actually just being like a big cement slab that anybody can build on, what the loop found, what the LDK intended to do is to add all of the basic things that one would need to actually build a home that you could live in. So put some plumbing, you know, through the foundation, wire up some base, basic um, like electro, electrical conduits, frame it in a very basic way, like basic shell of a home essentially, um, and do all of that in a way that um, is as minimal as possible, but prevents duplication of work and makes it so that as we move between these different homes across the loopverse, we're not disoriented every time you enter a new space within loop. That it's you walk into a place like, oh, okay, I'm guessing the bathroom's going to be over here. And oh, wow, look, this bathroom's decorated a little bit differently. I like what they did. But you can still navigate your way around. And so uh, the LDK was kind of a thin layer on top of the loop foundation. 
Um, but they are a little bit different at that. Anybody can build on the loop foundation, which is just the cement slab that they want to, but then we're, we're also providing both a, a slightly higher le uh, level to build on, which is the LDK, but we're also setting up applet too for other people to create their own LDKs as well. Like if there's a certain interpretation that's being made in the LDK that we've provided, um, then someone is free to fork that into a different setup, right? Like they want the bathrooms maybe on opposite sides of the homes or something for builders. Um, so it does a number of things there, but uh, what we've seen with the Open Fill program and a lot of the submissions is it does give all the creative minds a common uh, a common set of rules to at least discuss and refer to. Um, and as some of you may be familiar with, you know, we've added a quiz to kind of the onboarding process too. So it just it's intended to be fairly simple, but it goes through the content of the Loop Foundation and. Uh, with the idea being that once people pass the quiz, we're all kind of talking the same language, and if uh, you don't agree with something in the, the foundation, that's totally acceptable, but at least we have a set of rules that we can point to and say, yeah, I don't know if I'm thinking about this like that, right? I'd like to create something else. So it's almost like an open source project, and this is like the first version of Linux or something, and we can continue to build on this branch, or other people are free to branch, but it's it gives us all a common starting place to um, contribute to creatively, build on top of creatively, et cetera. So I think, yeah, I think that's a pretty good overview. I'll, I'll leave the rest either up to you, Tim or, or additional questions. Um, I'll just say one thing on top that you've heard me say this phrase a million times, so sorry if it's pedantic at this point, but the dream, at least my dream, is to build this infinitely expansive yet still cohesive fantasy universe. In that, if you just Google for like stories about katanas, or stories about uh, demons and dragons, you're gonna get a million things. That already exists. In, our, in the universe, there already are millions, probably literally millions of fan fiction stories that happen to be about dragons and demons and katanas. The magic of the lootverse, to me, is about building a version of a fantasy universe that is still cohesive and interconnected loosely, not uh, dogmatically cohesive and, or dogmatically connected. It can be multiverse it can sort of conflict with each other. But the, the key here to me is, let it be infinitely expansive by the nature of loop. It's permissionless, wide open, thou mayest build, thou mayest you know, create any story you want, any art you want, any interpretation you want. But if we can make it just like loosely cohesive at the core, particularly down to the core of loot, like loot itself contains truths. And loot itself, the loot contract, contains canon. Uh, and whether we like it or not, the canon's in the contract. So if we can build off of those shared physics and build off of those share, that shared set of sort of foundational canon and like the L0 baseline of loot, I believe we can build this uh, infinitely expansive yet still cohesive universe. So what we're trying to do with Loot Foundation and Loot Hero and I have spent many nights like doing essentially like Torah study of the Loot contract to really get deep and try to tease out what is the meaning of all of these words and concepts and interconnected um, structures that are already exist in the Loot contract. What do they mean and how do we translate them to usable concepts around time and age and physics and the timeline and 
the way items work, you know, what items even are, what a loot bag even is, what what an adventurer even is. Uh, we've put a ton of time into it, and it's in that spirit, trying to lay the foundation for this infinitely expansive yet still cohesive loot verse. And we're, we're committed to continuing to push this, uh, but I would treat this grant as almost more like a retroactive funding grant for the uh, hundreds of hours and love and time we put into this, because I think it's in a really good spot, because loot is... You know, immutable. Loot's, loot's contract isn't going to change. Uh, so what we've teased out here uh, are the truths, and then on top of it, we'll continue to de- develop the LDK that's more like the L1, uh, you know, one interpretation of all this stuff, and we'll continue to make that rich, and we'll also uh, continue to invite more people in to participate, uh, even just opening up more keys to the Git book that powers it. Uh, Git book's pretty expensive, so just adding more people to it and getting more contributors uh, I think that'll be a really powerful community-run initiative. Um, and also, I guess also, I wanted to say thanks to the people who did participate in helping to create this. There's a number of people, Andrew and Conway, and um, I don't know, there's just names on the site even, so apologies if I'm forgetting, but a bunch of people you know, put work into a couple pages here, or just some feedback, or ideas, or long, you know, stuff like that along the way. Uh, so thank you for that. And, and this is wide open, too. So if anybody wants to help with the LDK, it is powered by Gitbook, and we can issue user accounts to people on Gitbook. Um, I don't want to do it as a wide open invitation because each one costs a lot of money. But if you're interested, send me a DM, and I'll, I'll hook you up with an account. Cool. Uh, that was Loot Foundation. Anybody have any comments on Loot Foundation before we hop off? I think, dude, I'm going to call on you next. Oh, no, we lost dude. Uh, maybe Stellaris will call on you next. But before we do, any, any more comments on Loot Foundation stuff? It's it's such a good resource, um, and I'm, I'm on it, like, daily. Um, so to see it expand and, and to have it is uh, super important. Um, so you, you guys may not hear that a lot, but um, it's a very, very valuable resource. So thank you, guys, and keep uh, keep. Yeah, I, think. So I was going to say it's really good as well um, but I think um, one of you was saying before how different people come to it using it for different reasons I feel like it should be split up for that as well so like a writer can come in and see this, just the stuff they need to write in because otherwise it's quite overwhelming um, so my friend that wrote the file of control story said that she found it quite overwhelming so it's based on that yeah, I second that. I've tried to onboard people to write some stories, and they, you know, you kind of fall down the first hurdle of like, what's a smart contract? What's an NFT? I, I, you know, I'm a writer. I don't know these things, and getting them to starting on the contract is um, is not how uh, they're thinking. Yeah, I think like people don't really need to know either. And like how things work under the hood, um, unless they really one, care. One thing we've done, which isn't good in its current form, but I think could evolve into providing a better experience, is like the the loop foundation quiz, right? Like that's pretty dry and uh, esoteric. Um, but what we've talked about is that we could turn something similar into like a native Discord experience or something. That's more like guiding, and it could have 
art and maybe some stories built into it so it feels more like reading you know like learning about lord of the rings by reading the actual book than it does reading like some wikipedia page about lord of the rings right i think where we are now is it's like reading wikipedia page about lord of the rings versus actually reading it um but i think as things evolve um one thing that Tushan and I have talked about is, you know, a Discord experience where it's like you go to this learn section and that's like the onboarding. And I think that could be a lot more engaging. There could be like, you know, like story chain idea where things can branch out depending on what you're interested in. So I do see that as a as a growth opportunity for this. And I think you guys are spot on that. Um, I think the knowledge base is really good. The the UX is what is what probably the next uh, the next evolution needs to improve on. So yeah, good feedback, and I agree. Yeah, just to comment on that for a second, I think what what what's, what's going on here is that originally people thought of loot as just a random collection of items in a bag, and the reason that we spent so much time kind of showing our work about how it was all derived from the contract was our way of saying like guys there's something here like this is a a puzzle that fits together it's not just a bunch of random pieces Uh, and there's a ton of structure right inside the contract itself so i I think whoever said that you're right there's a lot of stuff in here that's like here's a place in the contract or here's like lines 1252 that like here's where this uh, creates a construct that there ends up being really important and powerful but now that we've done that, and I think now that people really do realize, like, okay, there is structure and there is reason. There's levels and greatness and character classes and uh, like item types and even the implications of a timeline all hidden inside the contract. Now that we've done that, I think you're right. We can pull it all the way back up to just say, welcome to the Loopverse. Here's how it works. You know, here's what we know. And not even have to mention contracts and code or blockchain stuff at all. You know, speak, talk about it more like a fantasy universe as opposed to a you know, NFT contract that we're um, picking through. So yeah, great feedback all around. Let's let's treat that as our goal for the next uh, epoch of Loot Foundation, Loot Hero. Agreed. Uh, just to be clear, I really loved the deep dive into the code and stuff, and I love reading about it. But I feel like um, it was just like feedback I got from trying to onboard people. Totally. And I feel yeah, like there's a lot of us trying to like show it work to be like, oh my god, can you believe how much structure is hidden in this contract um, with yeah. that breathless energy? But I think also pulling it all the way back up, you know, people don't necessarily need the proof that this is the canon. They just want to read about it and learn it. Yeah, and I think like if they get inspired from the content that's now out there, they might actually want to read it, like um, have inspiration to read it in the first place. Because I got mine just from NFTs and nerdy stuff already but not everyone has that I guess alright dig it Uh, I wanted to call it dude but he hopped off but uh, Stellaris would love for you to share what you're working on and standard combo I don't know if you're planning on doing a proposal of sorts but if, uh, if you are we'd love to have you chat about it too but let's start with Stellaris oh um so I believe, I believe that um, most people are actually familiar with what the tabletop is and what we're building, uh, what we're building and what we're developing. Uh, I, I think a lot of people have actually seen the teasers and 
um, the clips and basically um, uh, everything that we have uh, revealed to the community. So I, um, the update that we have in the light in the light of um, the Gitcoin uh, the Gitcoin loot for loot for grand rounds is that um, we are we actually considering um, a switch to a more public good uh, a more public good route. So basically, and basically, uh, the initial idea that we thought thought of was that the game would be still free to play. That 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 there would be default assets that would be free to use, default characters, and so on that we can freely use. And I, I would love to explain more about it, but I would love, I would also like to give everyone else some time to um, kind of introduce the projects and everything. So I, I'll just basically move on to the actors. Right? So the basic, uh, the idea that we had before was to create a DAO, a DAO system for a community board, right? A community board that determines, for example, um, what kind of, uh, what NFT project that would be there for like the default asset, um, and what kind of asset uh, will be available for like free asset, um, what kind of uh, experiences there will be for like, uh, sorry, what kind of rank experiences, and what kind of, uh, what kind of campaigns or anything get rankings. Uh, would be that uh, that would be the purpose of the community board, right? And the idea that we had for like project funding was to create tokens for tokens for a DAO uh, or or basically a DAO system that will govern this, right? Um, but now in the light uh, in the light of the Bitcoin Bitcoin round and the um, and in the light in the light of all these, uh, the grants, what I thought of was that uh, instead of Instead of us using that, uh, using DAO as a project funding route, we are going to make it completely a uh, public goods thing for for the load first, right? And instead of having our own token for the DAO, we would basically have um, so um, loot bags and more loot bags, or or basically, let's say we could even include hyperloot uh, or realm, realm genetics, and all of that could be used in uh, in the voting process for for that data, right? And and basically, yeah, um, to give a very very short summary of what the tabletop is, it's um, it, it's a kind of kind of improvement on Roll20. Uh, just to just to bear in mind, this idea actually started as a web two web two project, and uh, some of my friends convinced me to make it a web three thing. And, and I kind of looked around in the market and found uh, found loot, and I thought this resonated with with what we are building. And and yeah, that that's how that's how it would be. So basically, the tabletop would be a kind of kind of um, picture graphic. Um, virtual tabletop, but not not completely restricted to say like a board and token token infrastructure. You could even have animated sprite suits, or you could have um, you could have platformer levels or turn-based combat and stuff like that. So if you want to imagine it, I would say um, you can imagine a tutorial experience or D and D experience with. Um, with basically uh, um, a D&D experience fused with 
um, Pokemon, Pokemon battles or or um, Mario levels and so on. Uh, that that is kind of the idea that we had, and and yeah, um, uh, we also we also building a kind of AI um, AI D and D assistant as well, and. Um, basically, it's going to be like a fork of an existing existing GP2 model. Um, we're going to use the, use the API and um, host it using a using an external uh, rental GPU on Vast AI. Uh, hold on, let me, let me type that out. So. So we we are gonna host um, a deep learning deep learning part on on a, an external GPU using using Vast AI, and it would kind of function as a it would kind of function as a DMD assistant uh, that we could use in different kind of contexts maybe maybe one shots maybe campaigns and maybe even um. Maybe even, maybe even uh, the game itself, but that that would probably have to be somewhere that uh, further down the roadmap. So right now, honestly, like until the grant uh, until the grant thing get approved, um, we we are kind of on standby. Honestly, like our marketing campaign was supposed to begin somewhere last week, but in the in the light of uh, the Lufos grant, we'd honestly been discussing a lot of things uh, internally. And frankly, um, I am of the opinion myself that this would probably be much, much better if it was a public goods thing rather than like uh, rather than like something that has an internal revenue model. And it all it, it all depends on whether the grant thing gets approved or not. So we we'll really just have to see. So if it does get approved. Um, the work in progress website that we have now would be uh, the roadmap on it would be updated and um, and yeah basically that that is that is what we have for that is what we're working on right now for the tabletop and um, you could find like the as I said before you could find the clips and um, uh, game, gameplay, gameplay screenshots or gameplay, gameplay videos and stuff like that on on our Twitter and on uh, on our Discord as well. And we have also been working working with um, banners as uh, as they as they have mentioned earlier on on the uh, second call of uh, call the banners thing uh, for. We kind of came out. Uh, we kind of worked in a one-shot boss battle kind of thing on our Discord server, and we have also uh, organized. We have also organized um, a hyperverse one-shot with Gripners, um, the Glimmering, and I believe um, Banners and um, Foolish Family were also were also on um, on that experience with us. So. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and um, unfortunately, I, I was going to have like uh, I was going to have Brent from um, Gripner kind of um, I was going to have Brent from Gripner kind of kind of introduce the Glimmering, but uh, but apparently he had to hop hop off and would would introduce uh, the Glimmering in 
another call. So um, that that pretty much it. I could actually drop drop the um, the grant link. Uh, it's not approved yet, but I think it'll it'll really give you a kind of idea of what uh, what we're working on right now. And yeah, I, that that is pretty much it. And if you, if anyone has any questions, you can actually just kind of text me or DM me or um, I don't know, just <laughs> drop uh, drop by a server, just message me, whatever. Uh, I I would like. Um, I would love to give some time for the others to actually kind of um, talk about the project and so on. So yeah, that's it. Well, thanks, Solaris. Um, yeah, so exciting. And also, Solaris is pretty good about updating the uh, the tabletop channel here in this in this server as well. And um, he's pretty active in here. So we're looking forward to your um, to your grant proposal. Thanks for sharing. Cool. All right, I think we can go into um, Genesis Scrolls now. I think it's our last, our uh, last one. I have uh, my grant proposal. So it's okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, please go for it. Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I uh, I got knocked hard by COVID like a couple weeks ago, so all this stuff is like behind. Um, but yeah, um, my grant proposal is still um, being reviewed. Um, but um, basically, uh, oh, do, 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 do. go live. Can you guys see this? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. So um, I'm very interested in this idea of um, the kind of like different uh, design space of the hyperverse and how it's this like fundamentally different um, relationship between artists and um, the audience. Um, so I am, uh, those that don't know me, a uh, writer and a musician and um, uh, am going to be kind of building the kind of like music side of my career, which is, I guess, um, along the popular music um, uh, world. Um, not like pop music, like um, Justin Bieber, but popular music, like, you know, someone that sings songs and tours and plays concerts and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be building that part of my career uh, 100% in um, the Hyperverse. Um, so I'm calling it Hyperverse Popstar just because that um, probably is closest to what it is. Um, but what's interesting about it is it's like a completely different thing. Um, because if you take, for example, like um, the weekend, um, the weekend, you know, goes on um, has his career, and the story of the weekend is like largely determined by what that dude does in his life. Um, but the difference about with loot is that um, every single thing the audience um, says or creates um, is canon, right? So um, it gives the audience the opportunity to um, like actually. Um, be as much of an author in the story of some kind of character, um, which just totally changes the playing field because it means that if you you know make a pop star that's like public domain, um, people could take all the materials of that pop star and just like fork it <laughs> in a different direction um, and make like uh, a different copy of that character and 
um, tell a story where that character's life um, moves um, somewhere completely different. So, um, yeah, I'm riffing right now, so it's not as structured and articulate as I'd like it to be, but oh well, um, I just popped in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my proposal. I'm going to be um, dropping singles and music, and I'll probably be primarily on TikTok, um, because that's just where the culture is and that's where the people are. And um, I'm going to start with some characters um, um, and probably starting with the songs I wrote for the Open Quill. And I'll drop those in within the loot universe. Um, and then I'm planning to maybe start um, jumping from Hyperverse um, universe to Hyperverse universe. So maybe then build another character, the same character, and then move to Blit Maps, and then put out music in Chain Runners, um, and I guess kind of be like a, a bard of the Hyperverse. So, yeah, um, that is, um, I guess, um, a very, very rough <laughs> gist of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Grant's still under review. I will um, post it once it is, uh, it is up for everybody to see. If it's still under review, pop it into the discuss grant section. Um, if we can right. have all the funny ones in there, we can then tag the Gitcoin admin folks to help them accelerate it. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. It's been so fun to see you uh, evolve with the Lootverse, too. You kind of found your voice and found it what seems like you're calling almost. So it's, it's so cool to see you just flow in here. Thank you. Yeah, I actually didn't put out music for like um, years because I just like did not want to put it out in that whole like theater of celebrity but the hyperverse is like spiritually resonated with me on a very deep level so i'm kind of like all in on it <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be fun love it yeah i definitely want to read more about your proposal there understand it better please share uh nice How oh, about is that was that standard combo? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. Okay, standard combo here. Uh, quick update about loot MMO. So I do have a proposal that you is. You gotta share ready. your screen. Your world is so visual. You gotta share your screen as you talk. Uh, well, I'm gonna share a link. I'm gonna share a link in the general channel this time, and I invite people in the call to check out this website. Um, see. Uh, the idea for the proposal. So this is still under internal review and in my studio, and I wouldn't say it's red tape, but there's like some yellow tape <laughs> that has been cut, um, and I hope to get that out perhaps tomorrow, and it'll probably be a little bit different than what's written there. But the basic idea of the proposal is what we are building internally is two pieces. Uh, and we don't need the funding for that. We're building a social hub, not only for loot, but for other projects as well, for other communities. And uh, the the loot one is, is almost ready. It just has some bugs. So I got a, a version of it yesterday. It's looking really good. I'm going to share it hopefully next week in the next town hall, share the social space. Uh, and, and we can, about two weeks from now, I think we might be able to hop in there already. Um, so, so we're building that, that social hub, it's almost done. And then the second piece is this uh, MMORPG construction kit or like toolkit. Oh, 
in the proposal, I think it's called a framework, and then it has many pieces. It's like a series of components, components that connect with um, the wallet and different collections. So it has a Crips and Cavers integration, Genesis Adventures, uh, Original Loot, and Moral Loot. Those are the four I've done so far, and then I can add more, we can add realms and banners and all sorts of, you know, whatever people want to especially if people come and like want to help build this stuff, it'll build faster, right? I'm kind of doing most of this myself. Uh, so if people come and help, it'll, it'll move faster. That's what I'm hoping for. That's where the third part comes in of the proposal. That's where the grant money goes is to fund these game jams and hackathons. And depending on how much we raise, we can do multiple events. So we can do like a base one that kind of generate the content for the world. So whatever adventures people imagine, like, um, when you walk into the Louverse, you know, in terms of th third person gameplay, uh, multiplayer, like, what do you expect to see, right? What are the experiences that you imagine as you walk out of the social hub and into the world? What do you want to see? And then we can work on that in the hackathon. That would be the first one. And if we raise more than is needed for the rewards, uh, for the first one, we'll just do more. We'll do more game jams, and we can perhaps do one that is like focused on realms, or one that's focused on crypts and caverns. And we have a procedurally generated dungeon system, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. There's already uh, NPC combat and weapons done. The armor is 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 complicated because there are so many armor pieces and loot, and they have all these different materials that come kind of dictated by the contract. So it's a very challenging. Uh, space so the armor I would say in terms of in terms of loot verse lore the armor is the least developed part like to be completely transparent right but I think it already does so much and what I would like to solve first is like what does the armor mean in terms of gameplay not necessarily its visual representation first but like let's figure out like what does armor do mechanically in gameplay right in terms of game design and get those ideas in that I can code it all and then like the different materials, you know, the studded armor, what does that mean in relationship to the plated or the dragon skin and the demon hide, right? Like, let's figure those things out. I know we have ideas of like magic protection and things like that for demon hide and dragon skin. So um, figuring out that design, I think could be a really fun process in this first phase of the, of the MMO development. And I see it kind of as a very community driven um, for the content part, you know, so so my team, like at core, will be responsible for making the technology of the tools, uh, which we don't need the the grant for. The grant goes totally for like the community stuff, the community event, and I think one of the benefits of that is that we can bring more people into the loot community. We can bring, uh, we can like incentivize game devs from the indie scene or from other communities come and develop with us here. That's kind of the gist of it. Um, and I, like I said, I hope to get this this to the Gatecoin tomorrow. Standard combo, that's the sound of everybody speechless. Yeah, awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> awesome stuff as always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're it's all so fire. 
Uh, I'll hold back on tweeting this MMO.com link until you have the Gitcoin proposal out. So oh yeah, that link's another. not gonna be is not gonna be up cool. uh, permanently. Like it's gonna be you know lootmmo.com. That's it. And like once it's final, so that link's gonna last like maybe a few hours at most. <laughs> Sweet. How about we do Genesis Scrolls, and then uh, Ticklish, you can end on Genesis Scrolls Painted. But just for a time check, is anybody else on the call hoping to present anything? Sportsbeard calling on you if you want to present anything from the crypt. Uh, Who else is here? Yeah, Dan Tyler's still here. I was going to present something. Hey, hey, Tyler. Uh, okay, so yeah, we'll try to go quick. We'll do maybe no more than 10 minutes. Uh, for a Genesis Scroll conversation, why don't we have... Uh, I, I can drive it. Um, Loot Hero, please chime in. Banners, obviously, you're helping to steer this. I think Zidara jumped off, but he's been instrumental in making this happen. Um, and if anybody else just has stuff you want to chime in with about you know, if you, your excitement about it or if you're a writer who's written for this so far, uh, we can make this a community presentation. This is also a recorded presentation, so a lot of people end up watching this stuff later. So if you're listening later, pop into the Loot Discord for tons of links. Um, and there's also a tweet thread I just put out there that has a TLDR of each of these proposals and links to them. Uh, but let's dive into Genesis Scrolls, and I think I'll share my screen. Uh, here we go. Green applications. Yeah, here we go. Cool, you see my screen? Got it. Sweet. Uh, I got to just start on this. This is from Fabian's. I, I pinged yesterday in the Discord, hey, can somebody help me render like a visual representation of what a, a loot verse compendium of short stories could actually look like once I'm holding this in my hand and I have it on my shelf? And within like minutes, he came back with this, which is just like perfect loot verse vibes. Uh, obviously, it, you know, it doesn't have to look like this when all is said and done. But sometimes a, a picture speaks a thousand words here, and this this book will probably have fifty thousand words in it. Uh, but yeah, to me, this is just so exciting just to see it like this. What we're talking about here is creating a physical, real book that not only can be a you know book that we can buy from Amazon and gets published in stores and you can put on your shelf and that we can look back on in five years, ten years and remind ourselves of this crazy moment in our lives and this crazy moment in this Web3 ecosystem. Uh, so not only is this a physical book that we can all have, we're also planning on writing all these stories on-chain. Uh, Treppers and I have been working on a librarian contract. Librarian.dev is going to be the domain. And it's essentially the like utility contract that's underpinning some of the work that we're doing within uh, on this Divine Eye NFT project that I'm not ready to share yet, and then also on this Genesis Scrolls initiative. And the idea is that these stories that we work together as a community to create uh, from our minds and our dreams and create on top of the loot, you know, .foundation LDK and create from the loot contract, that all these stories will get curated and edited and interconnected with each other. We've got writers who are writing their own storylines and their own characters, but then we've also got writers who are weaving together stories across storylines and weaving together characters across storylines 
um, we get together stories across timelines even like uh, a few of us wrote, wrote a story Luke Hero um, and others wrote a story about this character Rave from the early days of the Lootverse and that character Rave has popped back up again uh, in more of the present day or at least in a later time period through a story that Banners is writing and just a million examples of that I can't really do justice of, of how incredible some of these stories have been but they're really good uh, it's all you know fan fiction I don't think any of us are professional writers maybe we are or maybe some of y'all are but it's just so good and obviously I have uh, loot colored glasses as I'm reading all of these but I think others can attest that some of this content is just legitimately entertaining and compelling and intriguing and mysterious so where this is at so far uh, with the dream of having this book be a you know, again a physical book and a, a set of stories published on chain to the librarium and then manifested up uh, probably into a Genesis Scrolls multimedia on-chain media NFT. Uh, with that vision, where we're at today is that we have kicked this off with the support of the Open Quill Foundation. Uh, so OpenQuill.Foundation is something that um, I had in my heart and mind for a long time. It, was, you know, it really sort of manifested for the Genesis Scrolls as the first project for the Open Quill Foundation. Uh, the Open Quill Foundation is this idea of uh, a no-strings-attached grant program for writers to bridge into Web3, uh, starting with decentralized storytelling and world-building and really starting with, like, sci-fantasy fictional storytelling and sci-fantasy fictional projects, um, and starting with loot. But the vision for this Open Quill Foundation is to go you know, above and beyond and parallel universes to you know, a world where any... Any project who's doing collaborative world building or fictional world building and wants some support, executing almost like a Gitcoin style project to bring their worlds to life and to deliver grants to writers and to reach outside you know, just the Discord into the wider universe of writers, Open Quill Foundation exists to help make that happen. Uh, so our first project is Genesis Scrolls, and this Genesis Scrolls project is underway in earnest. Um, it is. Uh, round one is done already. Uh, round one is closed in a sense. There's some rewards along the way, so this, the, the goal here is to like give some re rewards along the way for each of these rounds, and then through each of the rounds, maybe there's going to be three or four rounds, we'll end up with enough content that gets culled down and edited and curated into you know, a real book, a curated, edited book of short stories. Uh, but along the way, people will be getting you know, ETH and NFT rewards as participation and encouragement to keep you know, uh, chugging along. Uh, everything here in Spirit should be story seeds and uh, open source public domain. We're looking into whether there's a better publishing license than CCO for this, but the default will be CCO for all of this content. Uh, and all the writers so far have said, yeah, let's make my stuff CCO. Let me gift this character to the world. Let me gift this storyline to the world. Present a story seed that anybody can build off of. Uh, but if anyone here on the call is uh, an IP lawyer or someone who knows about IP stuff, I'd be curious to know if there's a better license for uh, written content, and maybe there's a, you know, a flexible license that achieves the goals of CCO on chain, but also still gives the writer some abilities to you know, uh, maintain some some versions of ownership. So that's a, a different track, but just a call, if anyone's on this call, or if anybody listens to this later, and knows the Lootverse and also knows IP stuff, hit me up because uh, we're actively trying to think of some creative ideas. Uh, current status, though, is that round one has uh, been achieved or closed, if you want to call it that, and in round one, 
we had here's my stats. It's in the proposal too. My screen is being strange. Here we go. Uh, yeah, in round one, just in this uh, one month alone, 41 story submissions, 29 authors, and 63,000 words already submitted. Uh, but this is just round one. It is a diverse set of content. It's everything from like stories of characters battling in a cave to small stories about you know, individual characters to big stories that traverse timelines and honestly everything in between. And I just have to say I'm so impressed with this. The way that this is set up is that uh, a steering committee, that's myself, Blue Hero, Banners, Zidara, and J Numbers, are really taking the responsibility to drive this forward and get this out the door in an autonomous way. Uh, but we're working kind of autonomously and transparently. So this project itself is not a DAO, and this project itself is not, you know, quote, decentralized. But it's absolutely a community project, and it's absolutely a public good for the community. Um, and in this case, we're designing the, the process by which we produce this such that we can move quickly and, and, and make it happen. We've already gotten grants from the Genesis Project. Uh, Genesis Project granted, or as a DAO, uh, donated, or voted to donate 20 ETH to this, plus a bunch of Genesis mana. We've gotten grants from Crypts and Caverns, uh, which has donated a bunch of NFTs. We got a really gracious and generous grant from Dylan Field, Zoink. Uh, who wrote this beautiful Twitter thread. If anybody has that handy, you can pop it into the Discord. But a beautiful Twitter thread about just the power of, of building bridges for people and you know, inviting people into Web3, and this is a mechanism to do that. Uh, Divine Dow has voted to donate uh, 20 ETH to this project as well. And I call these numbers out because I want to call out that we're serious about this, and we're really trying to go big, uh, trying to create enough of a pool that we can really, truly produce a book that we can all hold in our hands, put on our shelves, um, and use as an artifact of this special moment in our lives, uh, but also to use as a foundation for other folks who join this world. You know, when we say, hey, come join the Lootverse, come participate, write, create, build with us, you know, one thing is like, hey, go to loot.foundation and read a bunch of technical details about the, the foundational constructs in canon, but the other is, hey, here's a book. Here's a link to a Kindle book, or here's a physical book. Read this book, and I think you'll pick up the vibe, and maybe you'll get you know, some story seeds that you can build off of. So, as you can tell, I'm really excited here. This is my whole life. I've dreamt to be a fiction writer, so maybe one day I'll get to uh, you know, write a book myself. But along the way, I've gotten to LARP as a, I don't know, fantasy fiction, or fantasy world builder, maybe is a good way to put it. Uh, and so I just feel so lucky to be participating in a project this, like this and being able to do it at the scale that we dream. Uh, this feels like a moment for us to make it shine. I, I do plan on, I mean, depending on how this goes, I do plan on also going to just the royalty down directly and making a proposal for this. I had already had a plan to do like a 30 ETH proposal to the royalty DAO, the loot DAO, to support this initiative and use it for no strings attached writing grants for people around the lootverse. Uh, so depending on how this specific Gitcoin round works, I may do that or may not do that. But again, our intention here is to really go big with this and have it be pure pure positivity, pure open source, and you know, pure platform by which we as a community can uh, invite writers and creators into our own community. But also, surprise, if Loot is your first access point to Web3, I have a feeling that the people who 
right for the loot verse and see the joy and excitement and energy that can come out of you know, working inside of a, uh, a new model will find themselves not just in the loot verse but in the hyperverse um, and you know, their adventure can spread from there. So support us if you're into that storyline. Um, it's obviously powerful for loot, but I think it's powerful for anybody who believes in collaborative world building and decentralized storytelling and you know, just the power of the blockchain to unlock new creative models. And this is, uh, I think, a first of its kind. Uh, I'm really excited that it's coming out of loot. Uh, sorry to take up all the airtime there, but I'm, I'm real excited. Just talking from the heart here, too. Uh, loot Hero or Banners or Zidara, any of you guys want to hop on and give your plus ones or thoughts here? Yeah, I think that this is what started out as a loot-specific, even a loot extension-specific, right, to, like, Genesis Project, you know, has really, over a relatively small period of time, through the steering committee and the community at large, kind of has grown rather quickly, uh, both in the number of people contributing to it, but then also the potential long-term vision, um, right? Like this could be, this is currently being used to fund creative writing about a particular era of the first, but we can direct that towards other eras of the first. From a writing perspective, we can direct this towards creating artwork, physical goods, right, all of that. And so really what's being curated here, what's being created is a network of people that are interested in contributing um, their creative abilities um, to a community, really, and then a really lightweight model to govern and wrap that um, to provide healthy feedback loops and incentive alignment uh, between the communities and the content creators. So I think this is something that we're seeing a lot of other communities try to solve as well and, and uh, across the entire Web3 space. Um, so this is really a group of us, you know, using Loot as the incubator and trying to grow out and, and solve that problem. And, um, I think, yeah, with the people we have right now, uh, both on the steering committee, committee and as a community contributing, it, it looks really promising. Um, and the model we have today is the, uh, like a first draft. It's the first model, round one. We have incremental improvements planned for round two. Round three, right? We're going to continue to iterate that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just as excited as Tim Shaw about the future potential of this scaling to fully realize its vision of bringing leap to life, but then also potentially being used to also bring other Web3 creative communities to life as well in a way that is sustainable for communities, the content creators, all of the above. Yeah, I would just say, just echo what Loot Hero and Tim Shell have said, and just say that our expectations about the turnout for this first round um, were, were, you know, I thought it would be pretty good to get 10 stories, but just to see the turnout, I've just been overwhelmed by the pent-up demand and the engagement of the community here. I just, you know... So grateful for such a, an amazing community to start building in, and the thoughtfulness and the talent that's that's here already inside Loot, 
is, you know, just a testament to the future. I think it's it's what's inspiring us to keep going with this. Is that, you know, we have we have such amazing people already in loot, and be able to have a place for them to showcase some of their written work. Um, I've just been surprised by the entries. So uh, we're also open to feedback. So if you have any any comments on on ways we can improve. Um, or any thoughts, please drop a line. Um, we have our chat in Loot, uh, where you can drop a line, and just grateful to be a part of this. All right, rock and roll. Um, and thank you again to Fabians for making that really cool visual. Something about that to me just makes it real. Uh, I think we're almost done, but dude, you're back on, but I know you're driving, but I'm really excited about what you're working on. Do you want to hop on? Uh, I'm yes. I'm ready I'm... to go and talk about uh, oh. the open... Oh. oh, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, I totally lost you there, Ticklish, I'm sorry. Uh, dude, give it a few minutes here, we're going to go back to Ticklish's here. Uh, I can present my screen for you if you want. Uh, hey, I can chest it, I'm ready to go. Oh, you're ready, okay, do it, rock and roll. Firefox would you find me Hey, can you see that? Can you see that I'm on the scrolls? Yeah, it looks good. Well, I'm ticklish. I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I've uh, been inducted to loot by the magnificent Flash Wrecked uh, to set some writing to be done over at the Open Quill project. So um, I think I was among one of the first to submit a story, and I've been um, churning them out ever since. Uh, I've got a fifth one, sort of about, about a paragraph uh, away from being finished um, on my desktop right now. But um, we love stories. The text is evocative. The, the, the um, prose is my favorite medium. Prose is the home of fantasy, kind of imagination. But, you know, it's nice to have an image, isn't it? And it's nice to have a painting, too. I've been painting um, in the CCO sphere of NFT world quite some time for the past year. I glommed on to the um, flip map community pretty early on. I've been taking the, you know, the primitives, as I believe they're called, the little pixel art flip map images, and blowing them up and making them evocative and uh, making them physical, real pieces that can go on a wall. I've got a, um, lots of plans about having exhibitions and uh, having filling a room with these, uh, uh, these children of the Blitz. So I've been doing the same thing for Chain Runners, making portraits of these characters. You know, just a little pixel portrait uh, by brain drained, and um, you know, kind of find out the character is behind it and you know what it might feel like to be in a room with them and you know even things like how might they get on with each other how might they sit with each other what sort of team would they form if they were with each other so it was a pretty natural step to go over to the loop development kit and uh, after about an evening of studying it, start putting together some, some ideas for stories, and uh, you know, the creativity's been flowing, and 
uh, I feel I'm in a good position to do what I've done for Blitmap and do what I've done for Chain Runners and Blit Toad this week. And what I've done for fantasy stories before, this, these are my illustrations from the Saga of the European King, an audio drama. And um, put some images together. Uh, these are physical paintings. They take a little while to do. You know, they're not uh, AI assisted or anything like that. They're all um, uh, start with paper, start la- putting on layers. But I feel the results speak for themselves. Um, when we have an idea of the dimensions of what the uh, what the open quill tome will be, I can immediately start working to those dimensions and working towards a substantial body of work uh, that will be in print someday and will certainly, as soon as they're off the canvas, will be hangable, viewable, and auctionable. Uh, the idea is that uh, as I'm introducing them, works in progress will be trickling through uh, social media channels, be sort of um, signal boosted and drawing people towards Open Quill and the project in general. Um, and depending on how much we're able to raise, right now it looks like we're on our way to do at least one painting. Which I'm very excited about. I want to start that Im- immediately. Um, the uh, that will create a steady drum of interest coming in. And for this round of funding, I've projected for five paintings. If hit that goal, uh, if we go beyond that goal, I'll make more. I've quoted $430 per illustration. So, as I say, we're kind of nearly already at the first one. Every unit of $430 I get, I will make another one. Um, this money will allow me to live and breathe and eat while I work on this, I'm very up for dedicating all my energies towards it. I think the project is certainly worth it. I think the future is very bright for where these things will go, and they will certainly have no shortage of stories to depict and drama to dig into. So that is my pitch. It's already quite well-funded. I definitely want to give a big shout-out to Tim Shell being an early um, funder to quit, my brother Paul and Flashwrecked, who originally got me into it in the first place, and OXS, who uh, dropped, some, dropped some money, and um, Trav Entrepreneur, Trav Entrepreneur. Paul, um, it's been very lovely seeing those, uh, those donations trickling in through the day. So, one of the questions, oh, the final point, uh, this will be a, um, this will be a CCO uh, release. The uh, paintings themselves and the assets that surround them they'll be released uh, however we see bits whether they're NFTs or just up to archive.org or something released under a CCO license up for being remixed for being reused being memefied everything uh, everything all at once um, very very excited about this project and anybody who has any quick questions I'm very happy to feel them For the first painting, do you have something that's speaking to you that you just feel super compelled to start with? That's something I haven't actually decided on yet. I guess my, you know, the most, most of the images in my head are for my own stories, but I don't want to prioritize those um, unduly. Um, I'm, I'm very open to 
suggestions and uh, ideas on that front. I'd be curious to see a uh, painting of a loop bag. A painting of a loop bag? Yeah, what does a loop bag look like? <laughs> is it leather? You know, is it cloth? I feel like I've seen a lot of different renditions of it. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to see what you produce. I had an idea for a story, actually, where, you know, the bags are sort of weird and unfeasible as kind of objects, like how can they fit an entire suit of armor? I had an idea that maybe the bags are actually tombs, and that there is a sort of religious ceremony where eight objects are arranged in these tombs this long forgotten culture that could be an interesting thing a sort of um, you know opening of Tutankhamun's secret burial chamber as you know there's a little bit of light coming in a kind of uh, dusty time forgotten chamber that would be fun to paint okay yeah I like that yeah I'm thinking about the bags as like like the protection for the items or something like every now and then something happens and all the adventurers have to scatter to make sure they get those items back in that that tomb or that bag, you know, to protect it from whatever that thing is. So, yeah, I think that plays in pretty fun into that idea. Wait, I don't quite understand. Is that, is that one scene or is that is that a sequence? Yeah, just in terms of think like different ways to think about the bags. Like for us, oh. it's like we, we, we got this bag and oh, we opened it up and there's some items in it. So it's kind of like a one way, one way direction, where we take the items out of the bag and then we're going to use that. Uh, but at some point, we know that the adventurers put the items back in the bag because that's how we found them in the bag. Um, so just playing off of that, it's like, what if the bags serve as some kind of protective shield or something? That something happens and that if the items aren't in the bags, the items get destroyed or something like that. And maybe that like adds to the artwork of, of the bags, what they look like, etc. Cool. Well, I want to paint dramatic scenes with characters, you know, interacting with each other, like kind of like what's in the portfolio. Um, and there's plenty of amazing scenes in the stories that we have already um, that we could uh, play out. Uh, and you know, there being things like 3D assets being made of certain characters and uh, the banners being painted as well. Those are great elements to, to jump in on. I mean, I love all the mounts. Uh, Banners. It's lovely to put in as many kind of background details to all the different uh, areas of the universe as possible. Agreed. Yeah, I love your work. Love your energy. Thanks. Oh, and uh, just on behalf of OXDES and the other writers, um, we're organizing a writers' working group uh, for Well, It might be weekly or monthly, but it's going to start next week. Uh, there's a uh, post in the writer's channel for some dates and times uh, whatever uh, whatever one gets voted on the most we'll all meet at that time and we'll um, bash ideas off each other and see what we come up with love that I'm really looking forward to those uh, ticklish awesome stuff these are amazing Oh, thank you very much. Very gratifying to hear it. All right. Is dude still around? I'm here. Do you all hear me just fine? Yes. Great. Um, 
difficulties, but I now pulled over on the side of the road near the Mexican border, and I think I've sorted through everything. Oh my gosh. And uh, here we go. I'm going to do this really quick, uh, just because I know we're, kind of, we're running long on time, but uh, I'll, I'll keep it short. So if you don't know me, I'm, I'm Dude. I come from a mobile and spatial computing background. I got indoctrinated into the world of Web3 through the whole DOM universe of map and loop and all that stuff I, I think is you know his way stuff is is really awesome and I, I'm really drawn into the whole world of composability um, the hill I'll die on is that there should be a shared space of information of composable information attached to these characters we embody within the hyperverse in the case of loot our loot bags or our genesis adventures or um, more loot and as our characters go and play around and interact with different projects, um, games, like minting merch, they should take on some sort of experience that can then be carried on and recognized throughout different projects. I think it's really important because it's what's going to start to make the world feel actually connected. All these projects are spinning up and it, it really makes the world more beautiful and uh, adds a lot of diversity to it, but there isn't really a way to sort of merge or bridge two separate projects if they don't um, really coordinate very closely. So that's kind of what's brought, brought about the rift. And if you want to read more about that, I wrote a short story for Open Quill about how an adventurer finds their loot bag and goes and uh, is drawn to this place called the rift that tells the story of experience outside in the world and uh, and that merges essentially uh, this, the story talks about how the whole world is connected through experience and, and then that adventure comes out and sort of uh, wakes up enlightened so that that's the genesis for how Rift started and now I'm working on this new project called Hyper Experience which is really the, ex the ex successor to the Rift um, and it's about bringing that loop magic of composability and being able to get experience in one project and take that into another one and bringing it to the broader hyperverse. And I'm talking about a bunch of CC0 projects that people really like, like Blitmap and Nouns and Cryptodes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the reasoning behind this is that I think those worlds are aching to sort of come alive in the same way Loop has. Um, and I, I think there's going to be a situation where you'll be able to take your Loop bag and go into a, a game or experience created by someone not just for Loop, but created on behalf of the Hyperverse. So they've made an experience where they welcome Loop and Blitman and your Cryptodes. And they can come in and they can play a game and they're working together. Um, and these are all just different characters that we are embodying. And then I want to essentially create a bridge where that can exist hand-in-hand hand with um, the Mana Crystals caverns that we made, where you can then go and um, get a Mana Crystal, or potentially like go print a t-shirt somewhere um, where you can get experience for that. And that experience system should all be interconnected. Um, so I'm, I'm writing two grant proposals. Uh, the first one is submitted, and that's exclusively about hyper-experience. Um, Hyper Experience is coming out in a few weeks. Uh, funding for that proposal um, will really just help proliferate Hyper Experience, um, get 
me the resources to essentially uh, start more conversations, potentially fund uh, these connections to plug people in. The uh, What's novel about Hyper Experience versus the Rift Experience system is that it's completely permissionless. So any creator can automatically just uh, start integrating Hyper Experience and balancing the experience system within their game or project, whatever it is. Um, and reward all the people that come into that game um, with with experience. Um, and then the other uh, grant proposals that I'm writing is exclusively for the Rift and Mana Crystals. If you're familiar with those projects, uh, we're essentially revamping the Rift website to, uh, I guess, more fully tell the story of the Rift. It's going to be very similar to the short story, if you read that. Um, and then it's really going to serve as a jumping-off point um, for you to just go in there and see what are the different projects and games that support experience um, and then the Mana Crystals uh, project is also going to get um, a makeover where it's going to feel a little bit more like an actual game and kind of inspired by uh, like the old choose your own, your own adventure like uh, uh, sort of digital games from the 80s um, and yeah so that was I think about five minutes and I will stop there Dude, I also just posted your uh, Open Quill story into the general chat, too. Dude's a man with many skills, guys. Uh, and this is a really, really good story. Thank you. Yeah. It, uh, there's just a lot of parallels to how uh, uh, my adventure with Loop and discovering it and the sort of the nexus for the inspiration for creating the Rift uh, experience system uh, is, lends itself really well to uh, a fantasy fiction story. So meta, so good. Um, well, yeah, once you've got that proposal out, pop it into the discuss grant section, even once it's just like a submission, but not yet approved. And we can then ping the Gitcoin folks to accelerate these. Excellent. I'll do that shortly. Thanks. Okay. I, I th think we've reached our end. Two hours in. Yeah, Andrew, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think Tyler wanted to share, and then we, sh right, right, right. we should make that the last one, because we're almost at two hours here. Cool. Although it's been fun. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got like a 10-minute deck. Um, and I think that uh, I could speed through some of it, but um, I'd say if it's all no, if it feels like it's good and relevant, you got our attention. Plus, uh, folks do this glad. we'll speed run it. Okay, I, I appreciate everybody staying on. Let me share my screen real quick here. Let me get this up. Uh, okay. Uh, let me know if you see what I'm showing here. Is it, is it slideshow mode now? Yes. All right, perfect. Uh, thank you guys again. Thanks for, for giving me your time here. Uh, my name's Tyler. I'm an architect. And I've been uh, I've been following Loot for a long time, since September. I think I came on board about a week after it dropped, so I missed the mint. But, you know, I've had my I've had my ears to the community for some time here. Um, and this is also my first time of actually building something in the web. Web3 space, so I can stand up as well there. 
Uh, this is my project that I've been working on. It's called Fabric Frames and Follies, or FF Follies for short. And uh, as an architect, I've I, I built a project here that I think will enrich and expand the Looper built environment. Um, so just in this deck, I'm going to speak quick to uh, you know, how I arrived at this project, including a quick look at uh, my interpretation of the built environment in Loop right now. Uh, I'm going to quickly look at what, a, what an FF Folly is, uh, what I think they can do, and then I'm going to end with uh, just thinking about some potential collaborations and connections. I think there's a lot that can be done here. Um, so this is just a quick overview of where the where I think the, the current loop and realms built environment is. Obviously we've got realms, just sort of like land management, wonders, buildings. Uh, we've got crypts and caverns, which are dungeons. The crypt is also a dungeon. Uh, we have the rift, which I think is a place. I think it's a space, uh, like you were saying, dude. Uh, and it's uh, I see it as a, a support place, an XP place. And the divine city, it's not really out yet, but you know I've heard you talk about it, uh, Tim. And I think that's also sort of a, a place in first. Um, so, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm an architect, so I, I work in place, I work in space. And when I first started following Loot, um, it was, I knew I wanted to build something. I knew I wanted to build a place. And at that point, there wasn't much around, so I was on this question of what, what does the built environment look like when we're starting from, from nothing? When we start from emptiness, what, what is a built environment? Uh, how does it look like? What does it do? Um, and that's a pretty philosophical question when you come down to it. But I also think that it can uh, lead to a fairly pragmatic question of why do we build space? Um, and if you look at why humans build space, we've got a few things. There's shelter, safety, security. We build space for work. We build space for community. And then we build space to support you know, our, our deficiency and our growth needs sort of needs, pyramids that humans have. We build stuff to support these things. Um, when you look at loot, you know, I think that coming from Dom's tweet at one point, some lore from the bags, uh, he, he talked about how the shelter, safety, security, for adventurers, that's in the loot bag. So, so that's, that's sort of where I feel that lies. Um, but when you come back to the built environment that we've got here, Realms, it's really it's looking at work, some land management for lords, crypts and caverns, dungeons, adventurers, we adventure, so we adventure in the dungeons, and again, that's work, the crypt is work. Um, a rift, this is a, a piece that supports our characters, and again, I think Divine City is going to be a piece that supports the community and supports our characters, our adventure. Uh, so, you know, following up on why do we build space, I, I have this question. Uh, as an architect, is how do we make space an actual place? And um, just from my studies and from my thinking about this as an architect and architecture school, I think the foundation into how do we make things a place is our beliefs. And our beliefs drive our actions and our beliefs form our perceptions. And when you put together your actions, your perceptions, you get meaning, you get done. So really space with meaning is place. So then how do we develop meaning? How do we, how do we uh, judge value in the loop and realms built environment? So we've got, you know, we've got greatness. That's part of the loop contract. We've got rarity and part of the contract itself. 
resource generation. That's part of the realms contract. Um, but we also bring these pre-held personal beliefs. Seth, aka like Anna's, are cool. So we bring those things to the world, and also we bring our imagination. So art development, potential gameplay, lore development, writing, um, those sort of things. So how can we? That's that's sort of the nexus of where I come from um, when I'm looking at at what to do with the built environment. And so that's where I get to Folly. It's the project that I'm working on here. And FF Folly, look it up in a dictionary. They roughly describe follies as like a construction with no discernible practical purpose. Um, but I think that, that to adventurers, that the follies are going to present a myriad of uses. So what's, what's, what's this project? The, I think the FF Follies project is a collection of composable text-based building block NFTs. They're Legos, and they represent a construction in the loopers, a place. Uh, text space, it's, I think it's inspired by the original contract, uh, expressing the aesthetic of simplicity, but also as a text space primitive, this allows owners and builders uh, creative freedom in imagining the aesthetic of each bottle. What do they think in the whole why do we build space? I think that they support our other needs. That's where Folly's fit. So, just a, what are some examples of what Folly might be? And we have a column. Totem, uh, maybe a standing stone, something like that, uh, a maze or a labyrinth, or even a simple well. Uh, so what a what can what can FFOLIs do? You know, a column or a totem, they, they tell a story. They might tell a story of a village or a town, an empire or a people, civilization. Mazes, in traversing a maze, can focus our mind can bring us closer to understanding a higher power. There are certain earthly cultures that, that view uh, the geometric complexity of a maze as divine, as coming from, from God. Um, and wells, it's a simple well, but they give us water, they regenerate our life. And that leads to sort of categorizing how certain follies might impact um, characters, they might tell stories or impact attributes, generate and that's, you can categorize these things. So follies, they can tell a story of the world. FF Folly can impact an adventurer app. And FF Folly can regenerate an adventurer's stats if it's here, uh, if there's uh, degradation there. But I think there's a lot of other possibilities in, in these pieces. Uh, be a waypoint, a destination. It'd be a door to a dungeon or a stopover between dungeons or the climax of a dungeon. It'd be a point of interest within a dungeon, looking at the Crypts and Caverns project. Uh, a fall, an FF Folly can begin a quest. It can support a quest or beat a quest. It can enhance a spell, enhance abilities, or it can regenerate life and powers. Um, and just a couple of quick examples of what I think these will look like. I you know, with gazebo, a simple niche, an ornate basin, an ancient banquette and a spiral lectern with a bass relief. Or the ruined wall, ruined walled grove of reflection. It's got an ancient hollow in it, a simple lectern and secret step. A bench, a beehive, a hitching post, a vista. Um, and if anybody read my stories, you'll notice a connection between my walled grove of reflection and uh, my grove of hive and hollow story. I'm going to end here just thinking about some potential collaborations uh, with these pieces of folly. We can get Rift, 
do what you were speaking, I think a folly can potentially trigger a request, and this was looking at some of your older content, or uh, it can help with bag level XP support. Um, there could be some sort of staking within realms. That's potentially the next step once I issue the, uh, the project. Crypts and Caverns, again, maybe we can use the map generation technology for FF Follies, or FF Follies can be a point of interest or a door. Sigil's project is really interesting. I think there's potential for collaborating there as well as the Spells project. The spell strength is enhanced by an FF Follies. And even, uh, you know, there are a couple of other grant projects that I think could fit well and fit what, what I'm trying to create here, whether it's the tapestry or some of the other information. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's that's the end of my project, uh, this sort of intro thing. Um, it's where you can reach me in Tyler Aries, like workshop at Gmail, my name at Gmail. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a web address, but I don't have a site built yet. Um, and that's it. Really cool, Tyler. Thank you for sharing. Anyone have any uh, questions or comments? Um, I'll just comment what I said in general, too. I'll just say it out loud. That, uh, one of my parts, favorite parts of this loop verse is the way people like you, Tyler, just show up you know, out of the mist and say, hey, I have a deep thought about loot myself. Uh, and I've been nerd sniped by, by loot myself. And I have a fresh take. And I have, uh, I feel compelled to build something. It's really powerful. I don't think there's anything else like this in the space. And uh, just something about that every week or every month just blows our minds. All sorts of different approaches, all sorts of different takes, such a diversity of interpretations, uh, but all sort of weaved together by this collective dream. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Definitely. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. All right, Tim Shaw, I think we call it at exactly two hours. You don't want to spend another hour here, punch it again. I am buzzing. I would do it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it it's pretty amazing the energy and just you know all the all the different tweets flying around and um you know all the support for these grants and these projects and um God, it's just it's just so exciting and so much fun. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we got to. Uh, talk about it today i'm sure next week we'll probably um you know probably recap the rest of the projects that made it um or it'll be over by next week won't it tim shaw the round uh, or submission the submission the submission right, um, right. yeah the submission window. deadline is about a week from now or six days from now and then the round goes through the 23rd yep um but yeah, so, yeah, guys who haven't submitted your proposals, get them in and, you know, post in the Discuss Grants so we can kind of, um, you know, kickstart the Gitcoin team of getting them getting them passed and posted. Um, and, and like Tim Shell said earlier, even just a dollar to some of these projects can turn into, like, a $70 match at this point, um, potentially more. Um, and with that, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. Just excited and fired up. Have a good rest of the week, everybody. Good weekend. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>